The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. Hour number two, 713-780. ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. Or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, send a message. There's Twitter, at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at AJ is the real, at Aaron is Blitz, at Degenerates975, at ESPN975. Texas show, know the number for that. Watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. Missed the first hour? All kinds of stuff. A little MMA, little Astros. Little uh, cheating, Balco Bob Baffert, and I uh, got in some Texans at the end. And I have a question I want to ask you. All right, I want you to put yourself in Nick Casario's shoes for just a moment, which means I know you're not an expert on the draft. What if Deshaun decides to show up when the mandatories come up? What do you do? I mean. I don't know. I, I I guess I hadn't even considered it because it doesn't even seem like that would be a real possibility. It, 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 it doesn't, but dude's going to have to write a bunch of checks here pretty soon. I, I might guess, need the money. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure the... I like to say I'm sure the NFL will make a ruling by then. But... Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, I, I mean, it's entirely possible that they wouldn't. Eh, but it, it, it would only make sense for them to go ahead and... It, it kind of, I, I don't know. I, again, they, it feels like what they did with Zeke Elliott has been the blueprint, and that's what I expect to continue to be the blueprint. Which means that they would do it before then. But I, I don't know. I, I don't really know. Just kind of curious because it, I, 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 I hadn't considered the possibility. Uh, but then you start thinking, all right, if he has to write a bunch of checks, he is going to be. Uh, He's going to need every penny he can get. Yeah. And maybe he just shows up and pouts until they trade him. But if he shows up to get paid, then the, does the team have to say, hey, we're suspending you? Yeah. I don't think they can do that. So uh, I, I, it's just something that I kind of thought of. I'm like, oh, I wonder, wonder what I would do. Because that would also be forcing their hand to try to make a trade and then they would take less. And because who knows based on whatever happens uh, with, with the NFL, how long he's going to be suspended. And I'm, I saw stories this weekend that he, you know, the Eagles are still in play. The Dolphins are still in play. Okay. Well, if they're still in play, why aren't they playing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why aren't they saying, all right, you know what? Um, why aren't they, why aren't they making that call? Mm. I, I think because they like me expect him not to be available this year. Uh, yeah, I would, Hey, why is Joel Osteen trending? I don't know. I, I just looked down and saw that. I did see that uh, Deontay Wilder was twitting, well, it was trending. Yeah. And basically what's happened is a judge, well, actually, no, Daniel Weinstein, the arbitrator in the Fury-Deontay Wilder rematch dispute, 
ruled in favor of Wilder today, saying that Fury owes Wilder a third fight. Hmm. There was a disagreement over the rematch clause. So now this judge has ruled in favor of a trilogy fight. And it must take place by September 15th. Uh... Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury supposed to happen August 14th. I'm guessing that's not going to happen now. But there's also the possibility that Deontay Wilder gets offered a, hey, can how about you step to the side here? Check. Yeah, which is what will probably happen because that, that Joshua fight is already, I mean, that thing's going to do huge. And you can fight him afterwards. They just say, hey, we'll pay you $10 million to wait a week. And listen, I mean, I'm not, try- I'm not trying to say that Anthony Joshua could beat Tyson Fury. I, I don't know if he can. I- my-, my guess is not. But, like, Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury almost broke his face. I don't need to see that fight again. Yeah. I, know, I know who's better. Like, there's no, there's no doubt in my mind who is better between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. So I, I, I don't need to see it. But again... Yeah, I mean, I think Fury won the first fight. I do too. So um, oh, apparently Joel Osteen was on the Today, Today Show saying, don't focus on what you have or don't have. And people are not reacting to that very well. Well, it's easy to say when you have everything. Yeah, somebody says he owns a mansion, Ferrari, and a jet. He took out a $4.4 million federal PPP loan. His net worth is estimated at $100 million. Eh, I, I don't think I'm going to take your advice, sir. Yeah. He, he got a PPP loan? Yeah. Hey, man. F- oh, that. what a piece of, you know what? What Dana White said last week. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, <laughs> See, I just figured because Gotta it was raining, on, people man. decided to make him trend because, you know, yeah, he yeah. likes to lock people out yeah. when it's raining. Yeah, when right. it flood. Can't get those pews wet. When the flood warriors win, Osteen kicked out. Interesting question. <laughs> oh, God. That's just, I, that is ridiculous. I mean, that. Okay. Don't act surprised. I, I'm not. I'm not. And it's just, and look, he's not the only one that pulled that crap. But uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that's where the money went. 713-780-ESPN, your number 713-780-3776. Oh, did, did you, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but Balco Bob apologized for how he handled the whole Medina Spirit thing now. After first claiming conspiracy, uh, fake news, uh, never ever used the drug, and then all of a sudden it was, well, it was an accident that we used the drug. And uh, said, I acknowledge that I'm not perfect and could have better handled the initial announcement of this news. Um, Medina Spirits Kentucky Derby win was so personally meaningful to me. And I had such a wonderful experience on May 1 at Churchill Downs. that when I got the news of the test results, it truly was the biggest gut punch I've ever received. And I was devastated. Okay, this is your fifth one in two years, buddy. Yeah, Uh, I I, I don't mean to don't mean to diminish your gut punch. But you've taken a bunch of them here. Uh, that, coupled with the fact I always try to be accommodating and transparent with the media, led to an emotional press conference on May 9, 
in which I said some things that could have been perceived as hurtful to some in the industry. Uh, you know, they, they, there's no could have been perceived. For that, I am truly sorry. I've devoted my life's work to this great sport, and I owe it and those who make it possible nothing but an eternal debt of gratitude. Uh-huh. Nice apology, Bob. Meaningless. Meaningless. Uh, Justin asked, where does Banshee stand on the all-time great list? Just started this weekend and already hooked. It's, you know, I, Listen, it's not like the most brilliantly written show ever. It's about a... A, a guy pretending to be a, a, a like a, a criminal pretending to be a cop. It's not like some sort of really unique, uh, you know, storytelling. But it's it's a great action show, and that's huh. like most action movies. They don't win Academy Awards, but it doesn't mean that they're not great and they're not fun. Well, it's just a I, different. I, I think it's not just the action. I think the the characters are fantastic, and that and there is uniqueness in the characters. From an Amish mob boss to a cross-dressing computer hacker. I mean, uh, those are uh, it, it, those are kind of characters that you, if you can't get behind that, well, you got to be careful when you say get behind one. But uh, if you can't enjoy those characters, those are very well written and very well acted. And and Maddie Maddie Rouch's character, you know, Clay Burton, who was kind of a secondary character for most of the show, was like a Terminator. So I think. Uh, you know, I, I I give it credit for being better written than you do because of how they brought out the characters. But it's mostly, yeah, it's mostly an action show. And it's fun. It, it is fun. It's not The Sopranos or The Wire, but it's it's a it's a super fun show that you know that and something you can't say about The Sopranos or The Wire. Banshee never has like a letdown moment. Like no. it's not like oh there's been a, a three episode run where nothing bigs happened it's like it's non-stop in your face stuff and, and there, so that's what i really appreciate and that's one of the myths about the sopranos there were stretches where that show jumped the shark and then they'd pull it back together and, and because it played out when everyone was watching it live like i went back and rewatched a couple of years ago and if i had binged it i might have ejected somewhere in season four because there were just stretches where you're like okay this is dumb they're not doing anything new they're overdoing it with this character and you know but then they would as as soon as you start thinking that they would always come back with one of the best episodes ever so all right what do we got here ah. all state all state windows and siding you want the best rates you call all state now my house is going to be on the market and it's funny. It, I guess the, this market's so crazy that people are like putting in offers before it even gets listed, and we've got to figure out what we're going to do. But some people came by and just like looking. They were looking at the house and they're like, "Oh my god, I love the light. I love the windows. I love the way that it opens up the rooms." And mostly, my wife gets credit for for designing the windows the way she did because they'll let you custom design how they look. But the windows are just such high quality windows. They look fantastic, and then you tell the dude, "Hey, guess what?" I've been saving 40% on my electric bill since I put these windows in. It's just a great, great selling point. And they look fantastic. Like I said, they'll pay for themselves over time. Uh, whether you're buying a home or, or I mean, whether you, you're renovating a home or you're, you're, you're keeping your home forever. It's a great investment, windows. 832-204-1936 or allstatesidingandwindows.com. That's 832-204-1936 for Allstate Windows and Siding. I can make the North Coast bad for a weekend So it's gonna be forever Or it's gonna go down in flames 
and grab your job. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. So he says, listen to you guys on Banshee. Love the show. Been trying to get the wife to watch it for a couple of years now. She refuses. Maybe you should put the pants on and tell your wife exactly what she needs to maybe, do. Maybe or else. you might want to just tell her, listen, we've been Man married up. a while. It's, it's trade-in time. The COVID's ending. I can go out and get laid. If you don't watch Banshee, I'm going to trade you in. Or just let her know, hey, I'm in charge here, hun. Yeah, how does that work out for you? It always works out. Surprised you didn't go with toots. Yeah, gal, (laughs) gal, chick. Yeah, yeah. Okay, broad. Oh yeah, broad's a good one. (laughs) You know, it's funny. The now, if you saw the Joe Rogan thing, where we talk about if you're a a white male, pretty soon you're not going to be able to say anything. Um. Well, as usual, he sort you know uses hyperbole hyperbole a little bit. There's kind of some truth in that. Like, there's so many things that we can't say now that we could say even ten years ago. Yeah. And I'll. I, I, there's a weird example. Like people in Louisiana, certain parts of Louisiana call themselves coonasses, and somebody posted something on my Facebook about that. And my friends in the Northeast were like, you can't say that. You can't say that. I was like, no, it's not the same as taking the second part of the word off. It has a, a meaning that's specific to a group. Right. And, and it turned into a whole stupid thing where I finally had to take it off my Facebook page because, I, you know, I don't do that. But, you know, so I, I, I there's some things that, t- to me, just don't make any sense, but in another uh, another part of the country, it's like, oh, no, you can't say that. Yeah. So Soft-ass people. Maybe if you don't have an educated background on what the colloquialism is, you don't get to weigh in on it. Well, it, dude, it's Facebook. How educated could you be? <laughs> Seriously. That's, That's your first mistake. Yeah. Um, somebody said, I made the mistake and told her I was going to trade her in for a newer year model that didn't go over well. But you know what, though? It's like you don't tell your car when you're going to trade it in. You just take it. to the, You already make up That's your mind it. what you want, and then you just take it there, and you leave without it. So if you tell the car, it might break down on the way. Yeah, it's not going to treat you right. And no, I'm not comparing your wife to a car. Oh, I was. I mean, sort of, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sure she's a wonderful woman. You know, just Sometimes you don't have the same taste in TV shows. My wife watches that damn This Is Us. I want to strangle much longer. I want to strangle her every time it's on. I think Not it's the worst show longer. on TV. And I, I know she's mad at me when I get home if she's turned that thing on and has it on the big TV and it's like 15 minutes in because she knows that I will I, I will want to punch something uh, and there's nothing to punch. So um, yeah, but it's okay to have some. But we have some we both like together. She's been rewatching Longmire. Longmire. Boy, I forgot how good that show was. Great show. Yeah, I I kind of. Uh, after reading a lot of the books, 
I, I, I enjoy the book so much more. I, I think the interpretation they did for TV was good, but it, it also, like in the books, they, they're just bigger badasses, like him and Vic and, and Henry. Like they, don't, they don't get captured and beat up and stuff like that like they do on the show. They pretty much are just invincible badasses, <laughs> which I like. Um, have you guys watched Jupiter's Legacy? It's kind of similar to The Boys. It's on Netflix. I, I watched it. Um, it wasn't a waste of time. You know, it, it, it was, uh, I thought it was okay. I, oh, I, I didn't. That, what a glowing review. No, I mean, it, I it was all right. It, 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 you know, I mean, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't a waste of time. I enjoyed it. It's a superhero thing. Um, pretty well done. Um, and I think, I think younger people will enjoy it more because there's always a lot of teen angst in these things and. It's just hard. It's hard for me to get behind teen angst at my age. I've got it in my house. I don't need more of it. Well, yeah. You know, so I, I think they'd probably enjoy it, but uh, it does. It does have a little of the boys to it, and I do like the way it ended. Um, and you know, I, I think there could have been a little better character development. So, but otherwise, I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to say I'll go out and watch it, but if you don't have anything else going on, go ahead and watch it. How's that? Okay. Because I don't think you'll hate it. And it'll give you something to do. Then there's not that many episodes, and they're not that long. Is that fair? Sure. Yeah. Somebody said too much of the whiny daughter. Yeah, that was part of it. Um. So that what was that alien show you said we'd like? It's called Hangar One. And again, I'm not I'm not going to go out there and say, oh, this is the greatest alien show ever. But if you look at it from a amusement perspective. It, it, that's because that's what I like. God, Barry, Barry Melrose has aged since the, they had hockey on ESPN. <laughs> what do you think? God. Uh, but no, it, it's it, funny. Barry Melrose just sent me a text. He's watching Twitch. He said the exact same thing about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My hair looks better than his now, and I don't have the beard. Uh, I mean, he's got a gray beard going on. But no, it, it's if you enjoy, if you enjoy it as kind of a comedic approach, that's why I like Ancient Aliens. In all seriousness. Then Hangar One's pretty funny because they treat every investigation like it really happened. Like, this is real. It's the way it should and be. And so you accept that premise at the beginning. Of, oh, man. So an invisible uh, UFO hit this vehicle. Oh, the men in black exist. Ooh. Uh, we have a, 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 a secret space base on, on Mars. Wow. So I'm a single dad with a two-year-old daughter. I can't watch anything adult until she's asleep. Man, and you got to be careful with that because one of not not that I pretend to be father of the year or anything, but I did have some moments not so good, including one where my daughter, when she was very young, had uh, you know she had underdeveloped lungs, so she was in and out of Texas Children's, and so I'd give her breathing treatments when I get home from work at night, and it'd be midnight or whatever. She'd fall asleep on me, and you know, she you know a year old or whatever, she'd fall asleep on me, and I would watch movies. And one night I'm watching The Matrix 2 and the ghost guys come up and all of a sudden I hear this screaming. She she woke up while I'm watching this and suddenly just scared bleepless. I'm like, oh, great job, dad. Great job. Yeah, but I mean, I can't. What am I supposed to do? Watch 101 Dalmatians over and I over? Mean, listen, my, my mom was showing I was watching Nightmare on Elm Street poltergeist I, I i was severely damaged as a youth but i turned out all right uh, and you know when i was a ki- kid my mom would take us to these 
R-rated movies and just dump them off for dump us off for them. And so I saw all this stuff. It didn't bother me. I think I turned out okay. I mean, do you though? Well, I mean, I may have some, you know, I, I may have some things that take me to dark places, but it helps my fiction, so that's okay. <laughs> Mayo says he feels the same way about Handmaids on Hulu. Hulu can't stand it. But why would you tag the show to tell them you can't stand them? If you're telling me you can't stand it, just tell me. I, I know what Handmaids is. You don't, you don't need to tell them. So, I, I, like, I'm not going to get on here and tweet at This Is Us. Hey, This Is Us. You were What's the worst the show ever. Yeah. yeah. It's like, no, just I don't want to watch you. And, and I try to avoid watching you. But you don't have that. That's, that's Twitter tattling in a way. So I watch Pulp Don't Fiction. tag the athletes. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's keep this between us, guys. So, Ben asked, didn't the Air Force just declassify some UFO stuff? They did. You know what it says? UFOs aren't real. No, it, it says that they, there are some things they can't explain. But guess what? You know, everybody does weed. <laughs> I think there's... Uh, Not everybody. <laughs> duh. Uh, my sister snuck me into New Jack City when I was six. Good movie, though. It is a good movie. Yeah, Wesley Snipes was badass in that. You know what? I, there's very few movies that Wesley Snipes appears in, e- even coming to to America, the second one, where I don't enjoy whatever it is he does. And I'm still pissed that they're redoing Blade. There, there, there can be a, no other Blade. Seems unnecessary to me. I mean, and I love Blade, but that's it's like I, I can't see any other Terminator except for oh, Arnie. Definitely right? not. So that's what they're doing here. They're making another Blade without Arnie. Makes no sense to me. No. 713-780-ESP. No, now I'll watch it. Because you love Blade. Yeah. But then after you watch it, you already know you're going to be bitching about that well, he wasn't Wesley Snipes. It wasn't really Blade. Yeah. It, it's pre-planned. You, you know what this would be? This would be like rebooting Iron Man without Robert Downey. Yeah, which they might eventually. Yeah, they might. But that would... It, I mean, hell, they've done it with Spider-Man five times. Yeah, but they... Not, Toby Maguire was not iconic as Spider-Man. Let's, no. let's be fair. And Toby Maguire was a pretty average Spider-Man. I'm not even sure. You know what? I might rank him third. I'm telling you, Andrew Garfield was an underrated Spider-Man. I agreed. Agreed. And he had glorious hair. Apparently, he was also a giant D. Really? Yeah, apparently. Like, he had sort of the same reputation that... Uh, Christian Bale? No, Edward Norton. Oh, well, like Christian were, Bale, too. Yeah, they were like, uh, he's good, but we're probably better off with someone else. <laughs> Just for the sake of our sanity. All right, quick break. It's Sublitz on ESPN 97.5-92.5. Warning, warning. You're listening to ESPN 97.5. is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. So, can I get your guys' opinion on something while we're waiting on Lance? Uh, I don't know if he sent this to you, but uh, Dimitri from uh, Barrett Sports asked for a... uh, He's working on a column, and... 
just kind of uh, what sports story would you like to see turned into a movie, and who would you like to see cast in the lead role? Did you get that from him? No. Did you tell him the story of the Blitz? Uh, no. I told him the story of the 1993 Oilers. Okay. That was the one the year after the Buffalo collapse where they brought in Buddy Ryan as defensive coordinator. It started one and four. And I thought you, I don't know why I thought you meant the Edmonton Oilers. I was like, no, geez, an odd story. But uh, okay. they reel off 11 in a row to finish 12 and four. They had a defensive lineman die in a car crash under suspicious circumstances. Let's just say that they had openly gay players in the locker room before it was acceptable. Had an offensive lineman skip a game to be there for the birth of his first child, which is baby gate. And, uh, of course, the famous sideline fight between Kevin Gilbride and Ryan. And they would lose their uh, playoff game to Joe Montana and the Chiefs, a team they'd beaten 30 to nothing in week two. Hmm. A lot of interesting storylines yeah. there. So here's, here's my cast. Michael B. Jordan is Warren Moon. Okay. J.K. Simmons is Jack Pardee. Kevin James is Buddy Ryan. Josh Brolin is Kevin Gilbride. Those, hmm. those are my guys. Okay. And uh, Lance Zerline is the star of the universe. This one, not really. What's up, All man? I know is I, I just see pictures of AJ sitting ringside and hugging people, and so I, you know, I, I feel uncomfortable saying that I'm star of anything. Uh, well, now mind you, I this, like hugging a guy who wins the UFC title. Yeah, doesn't happen to me regularly. That's yeah. not a regular thing. Yeah, but that but, just happened to be a guy that I have. I started training with like he's he's actually the reason why I started training MMA really so I, I used to I, I went and interviewed uh, Charles before he had his first UFC fight mm-hmm. and Makako was his uh, his translator because he and he still doesn't really speak English but uh, so I went and interviewed him and I did it was a written interview mm-hmm. uh, so I interviewed him and Makako was like Thank you so much for promoting Charles. Come to the gym and train with us. Come to the gym and train with us. And I was like, no, I don't think so. And uh, after I I interviewed him again before his second fight, which was in Austin, he fought Efren Escudero in Austin, and he won that fight. So he was 2-0 in the UFC. And uh, I was in Austin, and and after the fight, Charles asked – like through his through Makako wanted to ask. I asked him a question, and he asked me why I still haven't come to train with him. <laughs> and so I showed up at the gym the next week, and I started training, and I, I've you know obviously fell into it. So I, I I was very invested in in him, and I've I've followed his career closely. So I was it was very it was fun to to see him and, and kind of emotional to see him win. Cause yeah, that's cool. It's a guy who when I met him had like his striking was literally a zero. I mean, just couldn't, he could barely throw a punch and he was 20 years old and now was on the cut line for the UFC, like was about to be on his, about to wash out and wins eight in a row, gets a title fight and then looked like he was going to get put out of there in that fight and, uh, and ends up winning the whole thing. So it was a pretty cool moment. Yeah, that's awesome. So how was, how was, uh, how was vacation? It was good. It was much right, needed. Is your mind no rested? Yeah, no kids. No kids? No kids. Why would I take kids on a vacation? That's not a vacation. That's a trip. Big difference. Okay. Vacation is we went to Boston the first night, drove to Maine. You know, we did some hiking. Like, we were we were pretty active, but um, it was still Maine. It was great. Man, I'd never been to New England. All Maine was terrific. Portland, Maine. I want we to go to, to Vermont. Acadia National Park. 
Yeah, they say Vermont's about the same, but it's uh I just went there because it was cool. It was in the fifties. That's nice. Sixties, and so, um, and then we went back to Boston, and I was uh, they emptied me out. It took about forty minutes to empty out what I had gone to the AT, the uh, ATM. I stayed at the uh, uh, a guy a sous chef. Were you at a casino or what? Well, sous chef at at Riel Peter. He came from Boston. He goes, hey, my brother can get your room there. So I thought his brother worked at the Encore. It's the Encore Casino. It used to be a win. They pulled his name off stuff because of me, too. Right. So I didn't realize that until I got in the room. Well, anyway, he goes, yeah, my brother can get you. I think he can get you a free room there. And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'd take that for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, absolutely. So we get there, and I'm starting to realize it just feels weird. Is he a casino? It's like, I don't know what his job is. He takes us into this little VIP area where you can get a drink and, a, and some food for free or whatever, and he's talking. And we spend a lot of time talking to him. And then I realized, oh, he's just a player. Like this guy's just oh, uh, just a, uh, a, a, yeah, a high roller. He's kind of a high roller who got because the room is under his name, but he gave me a key. He's like, don't charge anything on. How wild! On my, yeah, so he just gave got us. I thought he worked at the casino. I'm like, how long have you worked here? He goes, oh, I don't work here. I just gamble. And so that's when I realized, oh, this is one of those things. That's why the name's under Mister Trans. <laughs> like I walk in there, <laughs> welcome Mister Tran on the the TV. They've gotcha. already got your name on all this stuff, so. It was cool, and then I was able to give them all my money in about forty minutes. Uh, I told John, "What today, were you playing for forty minutes? Did you give up terrible money? games? Games I know better to play, like games three card like poker, three or... card poker. What name the three worst games you can think of? Three There's card one which is bad. the worst. Three card poker is bad, but I've won on it before, so it's it's like it gets in your system. The word there's one game that's let the it worst, ride. Where let it ride is the worst game you can possibly yeah. play at the casino. What was the and, third one? Oh, uh, it was a it was a hold'em game." Where it's actually treated me well in the past, but oh, the casino hold them. <laughs> yeah, oh god. Instead of just sticking you with played every sucker game, sucker yeah. game, and I knew it going in. Just go play blackjack. There was a game of war. No one was sitting there. I could have gone up and just that's played not war. A good, that's not a good but game why, either. It's better than this. It's better well, than yeah, this probably. crap. And so anyway, I was getting beat by such like even when I had good hands, they were pulling hands out. I was like, oh, full house. Sorry. <laughs> And it was to the point where the dealer, you could sense his dread as he was going to flip over because they want you to win. Of course. It's not their money. They, they don't want, want you to, to get win. up and leave. No, they want you to win, and they actually want the tips. The bigger sure. you win, you're going to throw them a tip. And so as he's turning his cards over, by the end, you could just tell he knew he was going to, no matter what I had, I was getting beat by that guy. That was my kind of luck. You were that like the, the black cloud? Easily. Oh. And as he turned it over, you could just see the look of despair in his face like, oh. Four kings. Oh, <laughs> how did I just got beat by four of a kind with straight? How's that possible? Well, <laughs> but it and, and what's crazy is your straight was was like nine through king. Yeah. So it, some, somehow, <laughs> somehow they found a fourth king, a fifth uh, king in there. Nah, it was a flush. I my flush got beat by four kings. But overall, I mean, overall a good trip. Is your wife like the kind of wife who, if you lose a bunch of money gambling, she's pissed off? Uh, no, or does not she, too does much. She, does she pocket well, watch you I at never, the casino? Yeah, like I never go lose too much. I never get into that territory. So my wife... Certainly, you'd never say that. You always say you break even. Right. My wife, <laughs> she'll she'll follow me around. That's yeah, no good. And every once in a while, like if, I've, if I'm rolling at the blackjack like table... A pit, like a pit boss eyeing your stack? She'll grab three or four blacks off the top of the pile That's smart. and put it in her pocket yeah, and smart. walk away. And oh, then, you don't know it? No, she. Kn- I and know. And then you it. fight the guy next to you that you think 
snatched. No, no, your- I, I know what she's doing. Okay. But that's like her regular move because eventually I'm going to lose everything that yeah. I've got at the table. Right. And then maybe there's a chance I break even. Maybe there's a chance I even win some. If she, I respect if she, that. I if respect she that. Uh, top rakes enough. Yeah, I respect that. Now, here's the difference. My wife doesn't even want to go to the casino, so it's great. The last time she actually went to a casino with me, with me was the Stardust back in about 2002 when I was in the handicapping, uh, Stardust Handicapping Championship down there against uh, Rudy. Remember Rudy Rudiger? Yeah. I was in a handicapping championship against him. Well, I was in a tournament. It definitely wasn't the championship round, but it was the second round. It was 2002, I think, either maybe 2003, and we were there, and that's the last time she's been to a casino. Really? Yeah. So did she, she didn't gamble at all when you guys were there this time? Nah, she's not a gambler. No, What'd she, she stayed up in the room took a bath. It, trust me, it only took about 40 minutes, AJ. This is a supreme Man. ass-kicking. It was... I mean, it was literally, and it was a $25 minimum table. So when I'm losing, like, and you know those games are not designed for you to have oh, a single bet. One right. Here's the ante. Here's the yeah. bet. Here's the, If you want to play, you can get four times to be behind, your odds behind a number. And here's a stupid three-card poker game that we're going to invent because that's the new thing is everything has a three-card poker element yeah. to it. Did this, did, did this 40 minutes double the price of your vacation? No, it didn't double it, but it was a, comes close. It was, it was, yeah, it was, it was one of those things where I'm like, I gotta justify. Okay, uh, you know what? I did that podcast for the athletic. That money's coming in, so that's good. <laughs> that's like yeah, half yeah, yeah. of my podcast money for the whole season of draft, which started in September. I went all the way through April. I'm like, oh, ass kicking. <laughs> well, forty minutes. I mean, at least it was fast. I'd rather, if I'm going to get the ass kicking, I'd rather take it in 45 minutes and go up and watch. See, for me, the serpent. Bl- like, Blackjack's what I, I, I'll play it knowing I, I I'm going money, to lose. I can make Blackjack, though. I, I can do okay in Blackjack. I pretty much know I'm going to lose, especially if I'm drinking. I know I'm going to lose because oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like, double that hard 12. Let's yeah. go, baby. But you've hit big before. Sure. See, I never bet big to win big. I'm the guy who will shuffle money back into my. So yeah, you, sure. you, like you I, got my I, wife's strategy. Yeah, like I'll end up. Oh, I won seven hundred. What a great day at the casino. Okay, so I can never win big because I don't bet big. Like yeah, I don't press multiple well, times. You see, you're, you're smart. What man. do you, Fred? You do. You're a horse player. But so Fred you, doesn't like blackjack. He stays away. No, from I, I don't. Why do, not? I don't do table games. The only things I do are, are the things where it's me against people, which is sports and horses and poker. Now sometimes I'll play the goofy little horse game. That's and it really it's a it's a slot machine. But I don't ever lose a lot. I put eighty bucks in there. Yeah, the one where the little electronic horses. Well, or? they're not. They're not. Yeah, they're they're like they go around and then they're yeah. also on the screen. Yeah, I've played that. So, I, but I don't play black. It's like nineteen seventies electronic football or something. Yeah, so with horses. Well, you can't, and they all have odds. But there's no. Yeah, there's like no there way. is no daily racing for them. There's nothing. No, that well, I, actually, they do give you like a like what the horse's recent history is on there. If you oh, just they look do. it up. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make any difference. They're not real horses, though. No, but they're made of plastic. (laughs) But it tells you who they raced against last time, and then you can kind of put a game. And then what I usually do is pick one one horse and then do quinellas with every other horse for like five bucks. There was a game called Gallop Racer, which is one of the greatest games that's ever been created. Have you heard of it? Yeah, I used to play it all the time. Gallop Racer was phenomenal, and it had a cult following where you could create your own, like you bought horses, you raced them, then you could put them out to stud or whatever and create your own cult. Was that PlayStation 2? Yeah. Yeah, It was, uh, uh, no, it was original. Yeah, maybe it was PlayStation 2. And it was like in the early 2000s. And this thing, you could resell it. You could buy it for whatever 
at the time would be forty nine ninety nine, maybe thirty five ninety nine. And the resale market on those things ended up being in the hundreds of dollars. Yeah. It was insane. It was I think Konami that did it. Yeah, this game I, was I, I the played, greatest game I ever played. I'd stay up all night playing that game. It Slo- was one of the greatest games I ever played. Slopez says, uh, what's the best game to play at a casino going to Vegas next month and don't want to end up like Lance? What don't uh, play? Well, I knew they were losers. You know going what you in. need to do is play Pie Gal. You can sit down with five hundred dollars at a Pie Gal table. And you will get your ass kicked for an hour and leave with four hundred and eighty dollars. Really? So yeah, yeah. Like, it's almost impossible to win or lose money at Pie Gal. It's a masterful yeah, yeah. It's a masterful waste of time. That, is that's what why. It is. That's why you see all those whales sitting there bet- betting a million because they know it's yeah. probably going to be a push. Um, yeah, <laughs> but they've yeah. got some. They've got some. I they're, just they're never. all Russians. Like, like they're Russian mafia guys with tattoos on their hands yeah. and like these t- tiny little girls standing next to him like, oh, he's betting so much money. And then they're just, they're basically showing their junk at that point. Oh, and knowing they? they're not really going to lose any money there, but the chicks love it. Hey, H-Town dude has a good idea. Though. Says, I just video poker at the bar and suck down drinks. I'm a sore winner. If I win six to 800, I'm out and eating steak. Yeah. You know what? That's a, that's another thing that, that I'll do sometimes just if I want to pile up the drinks and put 20 bucks in a video poker. And and play Deuces Wild or something. You can do that for three oh, hours, yeah, it's, yep. it's, and it's, just get tons of drinks. So yeah, that's an that's an easy one. Fred's got the free drink game mastered in Vegas. <laughs> like I'll, I'll walk by and he's like at, at the race book, and he'll by this time he's usually housed. Uh, but I guess the more you're betting at the race books, the more free drink tickets they'll give you. Like, Take a couple of these drink tickets. And it's like that's usually late in the night when he's betting like well, I'm the, in the table so I'm that's never a problem for me it's just that the and I firmly believe this and this is this is the truth and I sorry if this sounds sexist it's not sexist it's it's just real if you go to a casino on a Friday or Saturday in the evening the cocktail waitresses will tell you the level of casino you're in cuz the very best casinos have the best talent that's just how it is. They work there. And if you went, like when I was at Stardust in the, in the early 2000s, when it was headed, you know, it was it was headed to its eventual to its end. end. I mean, it was rough. It was a rough. They were so letting you, you weren't worried. You weren't worried about your wife seeing you uh, eye down the, the cocktail waitress. Oh, it was like I said, it, it was rough. They were at she one point. Your drink and her tooth falls into it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> this, sorry, Mr. This is, the, this is the odd. This is the, the God's honest truth. They actually. Were letting people eat Tony Roma's ribs. They had Tony Roma's in there. That people were eating ribs at the table at blackjack. Oh, and I'm like, this is where you literally don't care. You've like you don't up. care anymore at all when you're letting people eat ribs at a at a at a blackjack table. But um, if you go, you know, like you go to a really good high end casino, you'll you uh, you're like, well, yeah, this is they're not here on accident. Well, before we let you go, uh, since so we haven't talked about we sports, some sports yeah, I wanted right. to ask you if uh, if you agree with David Cully that Texas has the best Tex-Mex in the country. Yeah, I think... Uh, you and know, nachos is the yeah. best. He also said that... Uh, I think one of the things you, you don't have the audio for, but he also said New Mexican... Um, uh, you know, the New Mexican Mexican food is one of the best New Mexican food that you're going to find. I, I you find it in New Mexico. Yeah. Um, well, so, at least... At, at I mean, least. Tex-Mex, yeah. We're not... 
David, I don't know if you know, you know this. We're, not, the best we're not insecure about our yeah. Mexican food, yeah. so you trying to suck up with this you don't need Tex-Mex to. stuff, and we're honestly, good. as soon as he said nachos, I was like, what? Uh, that's how you know he doesn't Bro, know. Bro, you start with the nachos? He doesn't know. Come on, And I start man. with nachos, and I work my way back, and I'm like, I said, down I, at the end, I'm like, ooh, David's a real foodie. I said what Aaron left out of that was like, so far, I really like Taco Cabana. That's been yeah. my favorite spot so far. I mean, he now if he just said barbecue, this is the best. Like barbecue, is something that Texas can get a little sensitive oh, yeah. about every place because every regional barbecue yeah. spot, spot. But Tex Mex, we don't. Yeah, like, yeah those Tex Mex is great. We're I the can tell you, y'all champions. have the best. Like, yeah, yeah. I, and and Fred was like, maybe he meant Houston, but he didn't say it. Like he and maybe he meant. Tex-Mex is the best form of Mexican food, but he didn't say that. He no. said Texas has the best Tex-Mex, Tex-Mex. in the entire country. Like, you know Tex-Mex is a type of Mexican food, yeah, right? It's, it's not like we have it here. That's you it. don't think Tex-Mex just means Mexican food, right? Yeah. Do you? I, so well, I, yeah, I, a lot of people who grew up here think think that you have to. They don't find yeah. out until they leave and go to San Antonio. More bland, yeah. yeah. It's a different, yeah. It's different. More chilies and. So I, I'm convinced. Well, and they put queso on everything in Tex-Mex. Like, yeah, that's there's no Mexican doesn't food doesn't have queso. But this is this is what I'm convinced of. Look, this team is going to be terrible. Yes, we know it. And for David Culley's two years that he's here, I think this is going to be kind of a fun two years. Like I think it's going to be a fun ride. Not the football. He's a likable guy. He's likable. He's going to say stuff like today. He called him. Dell put it in his. It's in Dell's folder. If you want to, he played it literally one thousand times. He was so excited he cut it. About I'm a junkie. I'm a junkie. I'm it. David Cully and I'm a junkie. I knew Dell would cut that. I was thinking. I was thinking but he about said that I'm a when junkie I heard for Mexican food. But Dell's like, oh, here. I'm gonna tell you about David right Cully, who's a junkie. Who is a junkie? Yeah. <laughs> he third person himself. He yeah. called himself a junkie. Now, without any context, I'm just telling you, this is kind of going to be fun the next two years. It's better than Bill O'Brien, who hated us. That's true. And when I say us, I don't mean just media. I mean all of you listening. He hated you. Yeah. He hated you as people. He hated you as Houstonians. He was a mass hole. He was he 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 pretended to try to be a likable guy, but in his core, he doesn't like you. He hates you. And that's why he MF'd people leaving and, and the, the, you the halftime. Too, yeah. yeah. And and Kubiak it felt like Kubiak started off as likable. He's, and then the the act got so old that we're just like just leave. Well, could, Gary, and then he's just, like at least when he left, people liked him again. Like, yeah, he's Gary's a nice guy. He's just not a lot of personality. David Cully's going to give us. He's a, a character because David Cully, as someone pointed out, is Ted Lasso. I mean, yeah, he's it, Ted Lasso. You know, that, that, you know what I was? For something made me think of that today. It's like yeah. this. Maybe this guy's just Ted Lasso. Yeah, I, yeah. I, he's not going to step in. He's not going to accidentally <laughs> fall into any wins. But he is going to be like he's going to so say the things that are, are going to get relegated, huh? Yeah, oh no, the Texans would get relegated, but he's he's gonna make some things fun. While the football won't be any good, he's gonna say some things. We're like, oh man, we can have some fun with this on the yeah. show. Hey, hey, one more. You're gonna miss it. You're gonna miss the David Cully era. Mm. Uh, I, Are you aware of this? Will I though? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I didn't say you're not gonna miss the Nick Casario uh, era, but the David Cully era. I'm, I, listen, I'll miss out on it. Himself a junkie today. I will miss out on it, but I won't miss it. Okay. Trust me. <laughs> There's a difference. And guess what? Guess what's in Vegas. The Raiders. Who, who's been the most effed up organization for like the last 30 years? I just it's, hope Mayock can hang on over there with... with uh, yeah, because you don't want him coming back and taking your job. Now he's that's Daniel Jeremiah's job. Uh, <laughs> he didn't want to come and take my job. job right? Yeah, my job. Not a lot of people want to write up 500 players in about five months. That's not a fun... Or four months. It's not a fun 
easy job. So I, I, I got to ask you about this because, and almost nobody else ran with this. I think you guys might have, but uh, your GM saying he's not a draft expert. I'm not a draft expert. Um, Nick Casario. Yeah. yeah. Do you have the whole audio that? When did you well, say like, that? He was, he was on vacation. Well, I can't hear me. Pull off your headphones. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a draft expert. Do you have the uh, the the entire What's the context? Clip? So How he asked him about he was Davis that, Mills. Who asked him? Or, uh, somebody at the somebody? press conference. Yeah, somebody at press conference was asking him about Davis Mills, and he said, "I'm not a draft expert. I I, I let these guys. I, I trust the. Uh, there he is. Here we let go. Me hear it. Up to this point, might be a bit of a loaded question, but David Shaw called his quarterback one of the steals for the draft. What do you think about that? Yeah, I'm not a draft expert. David, I have a lot of respect for David, so you could talk to David about what he thinks. So we're just glad that we have the players that we have in the building. So David, David Shaw, he said David Shaw called Davis Mills one of the steals of the draft, and Nick Casario said. I'm not a draft expert. I, I, we, I'm just glad we've got the players in well, the Well, maybe he meant – I think what he meant was he didn't follow the rest of the draft. He's just worried about – It's his guys the being NFL asked GM. about them. Yeah. No, I get it. But what I think what he means is I'm not a dra- like an expert on the whole draft. He's just – based on his drafts in New England the last six years, he's not a draft expert. That's and not I would a good tell thing you, admit, after though. this year's draft, he's definitely not a draft. You don't expert. want to admit that out loud, though. No, he's being honest. That was the very first player he ever drafted as a GM by himself. Good. Like, he's get, being honest. Yeah, he's clearly one, not a draft expert. A couple years from now, we're going to be like, yeah, we know, Nick. We know. <laughs> I'm a little worried about that. Uh, this this draft was really, I thought, bad. Like, I, I mean, thought we knew he had it couldn't be draft. good because they didn't have, I mean, their first pick was in the third but, round. But, but, but Seattle had a two, a four, and a seven, and they did better than the Texans. So you can, you can. You know, you could do better. The fact that he traded picks to move up. It's, it's insane. That was, that was, I, that was Fred outlandish. and I talked the day before the draft. I said, the one thing we know that's not going to happen is the Texans aren't going to move up. If anything, they'll move down. Right. Or and, into next year, I thought. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because nothing that they get right now is going to really make a difference for them down the road. Mm-hmm. So it would be better to just pile up assets. But sure enough, they proved me wrong again by doing something extremely dumb. And, you know, I, I think really just the optics of taking a quarterback with your first pick is ridiculous because if you, you know that if if you are if you end up picking top five next year, you're, you're looking quarterback. You, of course, you unless unless the only saving grace is if Davis Mills, who was a five star player coming out, who has some talent, but has been hurt and there's not enough that you can find on tape to say he's definitely an NFL plus starter. If he somehow develops, and the only way you'd know is if you play him this year. So he's going to have to play. And I told John this this morning. I had NFL teams when I was doing my homework on, you know, who the guys with injuries are that could fall. Aziz Ojolari fell out of the first. Um, Terrace Marshall. You know, they had a list of guys. A couple of them were really bad, like uh, this kid out of San Diego or South Coast State who didn't even get drafted, who was just terrific. I don't know what his issues are. But Davis Mills popped up. They said Davis Mills' shoulder could fall. Okay. And that was before he was a Texan. So there might be something there physically that prevents him from even playing this year. I don't know, but you got it. You almost have to give him a look to find out, you know, give it, you need to see five or six games to feel, to get a feel. Is this a guy that we feel like we can take a gamble on not drafting the quarterback next year? If you, if, if you get six games out of Davis mills, (laughs) the only way you're not using your first pick on a quarterback is if you're not picking in the top five anyway, because he would have had to have been so good in those six games 
that it somehow changed your mind. But and good it can be relative. Out. Good can be relative. He's only got 11 college football starts. So if that guy is averaging damn near, uh, you know, two touchdown passes a game and, and he starts six games and has 12 touchdowns and, and five interceptions and 235 yards a game passing, you know, that's, and, I, and I'm going with pretty standard good rookie numbers for quarterback. That might be enough to say we might have something here that we can develop. Let's let's start developing around him. And let's see what happens. Uh, because if you move Deshaun Watson, you're going to get future first round picks. Yeah. So you are going to have value or, to go or get a quarterback a at some first point. Round pick. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I still think they'll get three three first round picks out of Deshaun. Oh, Previously, wow. I would have thought. Yeah. I I think you're this still thing very is, confident. I'm oh, not. Yeah, I'm very confident. He is. Does a towel go with him? It's going to. I, We'll see if he brings his own towel. I don't know. He doesn't, that. he doesn't need that towel. That's optional. <laughs> Too optional. It's a matter of your. It needs to be friend. a little less optional, yeah. <laughs> quite frankly. All right, that's Lance Zerlines on the bench, seven to ten a.m. Monday through Friday. Appreciate it, Lance. We'll talk to you next week, man. See you guys. All right, I got to tell you guys about Doctor Linville. And if you notice, uh, for those who used to bitch because I'd wear a hat all the time, it's like I like hats. But you know what? Now that I got to cut short, I like showing it off. And it all happened at nine seven five hair dot com, and it can happen for you. All you have to do is go to 975hair.com, set up your free consultation, go visit Dr. Linville and the crew over there, and hear what he has to say. Uh, he'll tell you all about the neograft procedure, how he moves hair from the back of your head and puts it to where it's missing. And that's what he did for me. And it, the, the cool thing is, it's your own hair. These, these aren't hair plugs or anything like that. It's your own hair. And he just wants to help out guys who are losing it, just like I was. And especially if you're younger and it's starting to go away and you don't, you don't want that to happen. He can, he can help you. 975hair.com. And, of course, he's, he's had it done himself, and his hair looks fantastic. So go and have that consultation. Find out you know, just what he has to say, and I promise you, you're going to love it. Get your hair back today. Go to 975hair.com. 975hair.com. Because we're going to be Listening to the Blitz on ESPN 975.